Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we are continuing Mesech the Shvius, the fourth parak with Mishnah Gimel and Mishnah Dalid. A person can essentially go to someone who's non-Jewish, who owns land in Israel, and say, I want to lease this land from you during the eighth year. Now, what will be the problem with leasing land from a non-Jew during the eighth year? So, very simply, what's go- what that's going to do is it's going to cause the non-Jew to then go and plow the land during the seventh year, i.e. You're, you're basically encouraging him to do work in the seventh year in order to properly prepare the land for the eighth year. However, since the this Ovidi Kachavi, this non-Jew, he's not really doing it for you. He's doing it for himself because he knows he can get a higher asking price. If he, the land is well prepared, come, in, come the, eighth, the eighth year, therefore it's permitted. However, you can't do this to a Jew. If there's a Jew who you know is not so punctilious and careful about the observance of Shemitah, if you, and you know that if you ask to, rent, to lease the land from them during the eighth year, it's going to cause them to plow the land during the seventh year, one is not allowed to do so. This isn't a part of our ravus, part of the idea that we have to be careful about causing other Jews to sin. We, we want to be careful we don't want other Jews to sin. You know, Lifni Iver, a lot of other, lots of interesting uh, parameters to what, how exactly and how far it goes. Sometimes we, there's a discussion, can you even sin a minor sin to prevent your friend from a greater sin? So here we see one case where you cannot, you cannot cause your friend to sin. You can't say to your fellow Jew, I want to rent at least this land from you, knowing full well it's going to cause him to plow the land during the eighth year. Oh, excuse me, the seventh year. You may give words of, of encouragement to the non-Jews during Shavuot. And you see a non-Jew working the land, you can say, you know, good job, good job, go for it. Be, um, because he's not obligated in Shavuot, and therefore you can encourage him. You can't encourage a Jew. You see a Jew plowing the field, you can't scream, plow, Jew, plow. It sound, kind of sounds kind of anti-Semitic. You can't say, plow the land, because uh, because you're encouraging him to do what, what is usher. Once we're talking about... Uh, giving words of encouragement to non-Jew, you're also allowed to say shalom to a non- and, and use the word of God, you know, God bless you, to a non-Jew, a pagan, even though you know the pagan may interpret it to be uh, you're actually uh, saying, you know, your God bless you, which is clearly a, a, idolatry, but because of Dark Shalom, in order to promote harmony and peace, which is a very important value, uh, therefore we allow you to even greet a pagan, an idolater, with the word shalom and, you know, their God's name. Mishta Dalit. A person has an olive orchard, and if there are too many trees planted in close proximity to each other, they end up sapping nourishment from the other their fellow trees, and none of them grow well. And therefore, what they would do is they'd thin out the orchard by removing some of the trees to make it less dense. Well, here... You're obviously not allowed to do that during the year of Shemitah, but here a person wants some of the cut some of these olive uh, trees down. Interesting discussion: why, why, when you're allowed to cut things down for the purposes of wood, because you're not allowed to just wantonly go and cut down fruit trees, baltashchis. But a person, let's say, needs the wood, and for whatever reason they have a hector, they can they can cut down these olive trees. So how much can they cut down? Or when they cut it down, they have to avoid the uh, appearance that they're doing uh, they're doing this for the good of the field, and therefore says Veshamel, though you're allowed to do it, you have you can only cut it down to the ground, but you can't uproot it. You have to leave the stumps in the ground so people don't think that you're actually burying the ground. Basil says, no, in this case you can even uproot it as well. But both they agree that if you're clearing an area, if you're cutting down more than, uh, we'll see how much that is, but uh, more than two trees, so then you actually ca- you can't uh, uproot the stumps, you gotta leave the stumps there because then it looks like you're clearing the field. What is thinning out? One or two. What's clearing? We remove three trees that are next to one another. 
when does this all apply? It's in your field. But even if you clear an orchard, then you can even uproot it because no one's going to suspect you of impairing your friend's field for planting. I want to wish everyone a wonderful day.